Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have awesome news for you. Football has been back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You're going to find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And hey, as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, MLB, NHL, NBA. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. Listen to this. You can join and receive your, wait for it, 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Wow. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry with over 25 years of experience. Their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What? What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by MyHotTub.com, Carvel of North Syracuse, and the Allen Angus Pub. Go ahead and visit the Allen Angus Pub before and after all the big events in central New York. If you're in and around the area, hey, home for the holidays upcoming. Gift cards available for any occasion. They've got swag there, and they have the best darn Angus burger in town, along with uh, your specialty wraps, uh, you know, your homemade soups and salads, unbelievable beers on tap as well. Get on over to the Allen Angus Pub, of course, before and after all the big events in central New York. That includes Crunch Hockey, SU Hoops coming up, SU Football Now, entertainment and concerts. Get on over to the L and Angus Pub. For more, visit allenanguspub.com. That's allenanguspub.com. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Jammin' Beats, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. Well, our next guest has come out with a brand new book. You can go get it online uh, where books are sold in neighborhood bookstores. It is absolutely fantastic. I love the idea um, and it's, uh, you know, really a, a, a story about baseball, but about life and how things come full circle. It's called the baseball miracle of the splendid six and towny Townsend. It's by Patrick Montgomery forward by Mets great David Wright. And again, you can get it online where books are sold and uh, major bookstores. And, and just to give you a quick little, um, you know, uh, preview of this thing, Marvin Townsend was a baseball coaching legend in Hampton Roads, Virginia, once a budding young baseball prodigy. 
college All-American, drafted four times by Major League Baseball, you name it, and a number one pick by the Boston Red Sox. Big and strong, 6'2", shortstop, minor leagues, ready for stardom, uh, took the world by storm until racism reared its ugly head from within the baseball dugout and ultimately putting to an end uh, a, a very promising career. Uh, ends up being a college coach, NCAA Coach of the Year finalist, on and on it goes. And through all this, a group of players emerged from the controlled chaos of Townie and his friends and uh, the splendid six of Michael Kadire, David Wright, Ryan Zimmerman, Mark Reynolds, BJ, and Justin Upton. They took Major League Baseball by storm and each had a long, successful career. And here to tell that story in his new book is Patrick Montgomery. Again, online where books are sold, major bookstores nearby you. It's called The Baseball Miracle of the Splendid Six and Townie Townsend. What's up, Patrick Montgomery? Congratulations, my man. Thank you very much. All right, so for people who don't know, what is the meat and potatoes of this thing? And obviously, it's it's really centered around a legendary head coach who ultimately, you know, the baseball thing from a playing standpoint didn't work out, right? The baseball miracle of the splendid six. Get into it a little bit here, meat and potatoes, and the guy who's really, uh, you know, at the center of it. Oh, absolutely. His uh, name is uh, Townie Townsend, and uh, he was a draft pick by several teams, uh, the, uh, Minnesota, the uh, Minnesota Twins, the the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, the California Angels, and then finally as uh, a first-round pick in the supplemental draft uh, by the Red Sox in uh, 1974. So he was drafted uh, four different times by four different teams, which makes him a pretty amazing player. Um, and he was drafted by the Red Sox, and as he was coming up in the minor leagues, he came up against some uh, racism in uh, single-A in the Southern Atlantic League. Um, his mother was and grandmother were Italian and uh, right off the boat, so to speak. And his manager was not very receptive to to that and his uh, grandmother talking in, in uh, broken um, Italian. So Townie Townsend decided to take the matter in his own hands and he proceeded to break the jaw of the manager. The next day, he received his walking papers. Uh, he was uh, released from the Red Sox, and uh, he went home and decided that he was going to make a difference in uh, kids' lives in baseball. So he proceeded to, over time, uh, become the the coach to such great players in the major leagues as uh, David Wright and uh, worked with uh, Ryan Zimmerman and Justin Upton and B.J. Upton and uh, Mark Reynolds, as well as uh, Michael Kadire. So his uh, travel organization um, had all these great players in him, in them, as well as uh, another travel organization that he helped start, the Blasters and the Drillers. So all these great players were coming up at the same time, with him as the uh, common, uh, as a common source. And unfortunately, as this was happening, he was also battling cancer, and he ended up dying uh, of blunt of uh, brain and lung cancer in the early 2000s, just as those players were making the all-star teams and uh, going to the World Series. So it sounds like Townie Townsend was kind of a, you know, had had the new school approach of baseball, but yet the traditional old school approach to baseball kind of mixed in. I mean, you think about the methods, the leadership, uh, the teaching, the viewpoints, the uniqueness, all of it that he basically instilled into all these players and you fast forward from the time he died in 2007 here, Patrick, and we're, we're in a 2022 age where I, I just think the game isn't that good. I mean, I think the game is struggling. 
Um, now, the postseason is just a completely different animal than the regular season. I mean, it used to be that baseball's yes. regular season, all-star game, and postseason, yeah, it was a little bit different, bigger stage, but it was still, you know, the game within the game was was still kind of the same. And that's where I'm going right now is that it's not at all. I mean, the regular season, the ghost runner, uh, you've got the freaking walks, strikeouts, or home runs, Rob Manfred Bruin in the minor leagues, the scouting departments have been chopped apart. Everything's a disaster, if you ask me. I think the postseason baseball has been fantastic so far, and I think it'll be great until the end. But Townie Townsend right now would be pretty pissed off, would he not? Well, I see what you're saying, like where there's uh, two different seasons in baseball. You have the regular season, which ultimately doesn't mean a lot, where they swing for the fences, and then you have the playoffs, where it is the game within the game and uh, moving the runner, which is real baseball. And uh, real baseball was what Townie Townsend was about. He's a guy that learned how to... Uh, hit a baseball from his uh, father in Philadelphia, who is a, a Navy guy, by tossing bottle caps at him. And uh, that's how he learned how to hit spin and, and drops and, and the curveball and everything else was through a, a bottle cap. So because of that, he learned that if you get a small Frisbee or a Cool Whip top, <laughs> that you can flip those a certain way to uh, mimic uh, certain uh, movements of baseball. And David Wright has uh, credited that with the way that he was able to uh, develop his hands and have quick hands to the ball. Uh, so David Wright, um, even when he was in the minor leagues, in the major leagues, he was always surprised that the uh, the uh, whip, the cool whip lids uh, were not part of the everyday training for, uh, for baseball because it worked for him as well as uh, Michael Gadire and uh, Mark Reynolds and the uh, and the uh, um, Upton brothers. So. I mean, that's what Townie. That's what Townie did. It was simple baseball that made a huge difference to all these players. What do you hope people say about the book when they get done with it? To me, it's a uh, a book about somebody that was up against great odds and uh, came against some horrible things in his life. Uh, he came against racism, and then uh, he didn't let that stop his dreams. But he also didn't let that make him bitter, and he helped develop uh, perhaps the greatest crop of uh, local talent that we've ever seen in baseball. If you look at it, you have you know, six all-stars and players that uh, were household names in the 2000s that all came from a 12-mile area in a sleepy little swampy area of uh, Virginia. So I think that greatness uh, is not just uh, – um, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen by accident. You need a person to make that happen. And during the book, uh, when you look at a baseball player um, actually making the major leagues and then being in the major leagues for 10 years to get their uh, their service time, the chances of that happening are point zero with 23 zeros, point six four. Yeah. So it's point twenty three zero six four of a ball player making it from all the way from Little League <laughs> to making 10 years in the major leagues. So that didn't happen just one time. It happened multiple times because of, uh, of uh, Townie Townsend and the work that he put in with those players. And in the book, uh, Ryan Zimmerman, David Wright, they all credit uh, Townie Townsend and uh, coaches like uh, Coach Alan Irby and uh, Matt Sinnon and Gary Wright, all these uh, coaches that took their time and cared for the players and made sure that their needs were put first. Not just baseball needs, but what Townie did was uh, make sure that the uh, kid understood leadership and responsibility and and how to be a good person. And by doing that, he uh, made better players. 
The baseball miracle, the splendid six in Townie Townsend, heartbreak, inspiration, how baseball can be. Get it online where books are sold and, of course, nearby bookstores. The author, Patrick Montgomery, kind enough to give us a couple of minutes here on the ML Sports Platter, uh, all brought to you by Burn Dairy, Stanley Law Offices, and Welch and Company Jewelers. The forward of this book is by David Wright. And, look, I'm, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I have been for 37 years. But you know what? You look across the Queens, and yeah, you can't stay on the Mets, but you can't hate you can't hate David Wright. I mean, my gosh, it's almost like the Derek Jeter effect going the other way. Um, how did you get David Wright to do this? Do you have a friendship or relationship with him? Uh, no, not at all. I, had, I mean, much like you, I'm a uh, big Yankee fan. I've been a Yankee fan my whole life. So uh, doing this book was interesting because uh, Kadir played for the Mets and. Uh, also, David Wright was Captain America for the Mets, uh, so I was a big Jeter fan. Um, but just by chance, uh, a good friend of mine, his son, his uh, his son-in-law is uh, Mark Reynolds. Hmm. So I managed to meet Mark Reynolds, and we talked about this kind of stuff. And so when I uh, started thinking about this book, I reached out to some people in Virginia Beach, and I made contact with uh, David Wright's father. And in the book, I talk about our first meeting when I met David Wright's father, where he's a retired police detective and really tough. And I walk into his house and I kind of put my uh, foot in my mouth several times within the first five minutes. So I thought I was done pretty quickly, but we managed to uh, create a good relationship. And, uh, and fortunately he uh, talked to his son, David and uh, David and I, we uh, did the, the book interview and uh, he ultimately decided to do the, the book forward. And uh, not only that, when we had the, uh, the book signing and opening in Virginia Beach, he was kind enough to actually be there and sign autographs and uh, pose for, photo, for photos with uh, people that bought the book. That's incredible. Let's end with this. Give me, you know, one of your favorite, give me your favorite or one of your favorite stories from the book uh, in terms of the player relationship with Townsend. Um, you know, something that might be off the wall, something that might be, absolutely something that shocked you whatever the case whatever the case may be give, give, give me a little uh 90 second story here on on absolutely. a relationship uh, michael Gadire, uh great player for the twins the rockies and then the mets uh he was drafted in the first round by the twins and he wasn't really sure whether or not he wanted to go to college at florida state and try football and baseball or if he was going to take the uh the uh, draft slot and, and go uh, with the twins. So they were talking, he was talking to Townie Townsend back and forth during a, uh, a baseball um, training, training session with kids uh, for a camp. And the kids kind of got it in their head. Hey, uh, I bet you, you know, Townie can beat you, Michael, in a home run derby. So they decided to have an impromptu home run derby. So Michael Gadire, big, strong guy. Uh, they had a, a home run derby, Townie and him. And Townie Townsend, at the age of oh, 44 or so, mm. battling lung and brain cancer and all this stuff, beat Michael Kadire in a home run derby uh, as Michael Kadire was getting ready to uh, sign with the uh, Twins. And years later, I kind of asked uh, Michael Kadire if he perhaps uh, let the uh, old man win. And he, you know, he gave me like, of course not, but then I swear... I saw a very subtle wink in his eye. I don't know if I, if I just made that up in my head, but I definitely saw a wink. So I'm not sure if he let the old man win or not, but I guess ultimately it doesn't really matter anymore, but it's a great story. Yeah, no doubt. Well, he is the cool baseball book guy at Montgomery Book on Twitter, the author and actor. 
his book is out right now. Major bookstores and uh, 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 online where books are sold. You got to go get it. Uh, it's a must read. It's the baseball miracle, the splendid six in Towny Townsend. Heartbreak inspiration and how baseball can be with the forward by David Wright. Patrick Montgomery is the author. Patrick, thank you so much again for spending some time. Congratulations on the book. Enjoy the postseason. Okay, one more quick thing. Uh, we're actually planning on shooting a movie in the fall of 2023 on the book. Very good. Well, look, I wish you continued success, and thanks again. All right, thank you so much. Bye. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Route 11 in Brewerton. If you're in and around Central New York, get to Rosie's. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. And they've got their comfort foods during the week as well. Meatloaf Monday, Turkey Slop Tuesday, Wednesday is Chicken and Biscuits, Mac and Cheese Thursday, Friday. they got their Chili and Fish Friday as well at Rosie's Corner. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Ken's Auto Detailing, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and Bowers & Company CPAs. We'll go from one author to another author with another unbelievable book that's out right now. That's Tyler Kepner. But first, this. Celebrate your whale of a dad with a fudgy the whale ice cream cake from the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh. So no matter what kind of treat or design your dad wants, they make it happen. Your dad deserves a tasty treat this Father's Day. Soft serve ice cream, milkshake, sundaes, shakes, and more. America's favorite since 1934. Carvel. Open seven days a week. Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Stop in today. Fudgy the whale is waiting for you. This is the ML Sports Platter. Please download, subscribe, rate, and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We just had Patrick Montgomery on uh, talking about his new book on uh, the baseball miracle of the Splendid Six and Townie Townsend. And now we're going to go to another author, a guy who's been covering the game of baseball for a long time. He's one of my favorites. It is Tyler Kepner. And the book, it's pretty timely, eh? <laughs> the Grandest Stage a history of the World Series, online where books are sold, and of course, nearby bookstores. Tyler Kepner, congratulations, and thank you for a few minutes, my friend. How are you? Good to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. All right, so this is a book, uh, a history, and great timing on this, by the way, uh, the grandest stage of history of the World Series. When do you think, Tyler, the World Series became the World Series, as in, the biggest event on the grandest stage. When, when did that take place? Right. Um, I think, you know, very early on, it, it, it took off. Um, I mean, baseball, you know, in the early in the turn of the century, the American League started in 1901, and, and by 03, um, you know, they had had the, 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 the challenge with the, uh, the National League, and they didn't play in 04 because of John McGraw's, uh, you know, problems with uh, the American League president. But from 1905 on, um, it became a really big deal. I think a big turning point was probably 1912 uh, because you had a Boston, New York uh, World Series that was um, just a riveting uh, series. Uh, Christy Mathewson and Tris Speaker and, and uh, people like that. Um, so that that was that was a, a big a big turning point early in the in the in the series. But um, it pretty quickly established itself as uh, you know the biggest event in American sports back then. So there's obviously a huge amount of pressure that goes with playing in October baseball, but especially the, the World Series, just like everything else. Um, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup Finals, NBA Finals, just, it's just enormous pressure. And there have been guys who have been able to do it and guys who haven't been able to do it. Um, you got a lot of insight from a lot of players, former players in this book. Um, d- does it come across to you when you talk to them why they were able to succeed in the world series why they were able to handle handle the pressure when they talk about it and, and kind of 
you know, express that. Can you tell when you're talking to someone like that who succeeded in the in the in the World Series, like a like a Derek Cheater or a Madison Bumgarner or someone like that? Yeah, I think a lot of times it's um, you know if you give someone enough opportunities, they're going to pretty much conform to the player uh, that they are in the regular season, right? Like Derek Cheater's uh, postseason record, Andy Pettit's postseason record is almost identical to the regular season. Um, record but they're great in the regular season and so they're going to have these great standout moments in the postseason um but i do think there is something for for certain guys where they can you know find a way to um not trick themselves but just give themselves kind of a mental uh edge and i remember talking to madison bumgarner about this um he had joined the diamondbacks but you know the uh the giants years are always going to define him and i and i asked him about that and he said well you know, in those big moments, I feel like I'm the pressure on you. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, no, I am the one who applies the pressure. Like this, it's not the situation. It's me putting it on you. And so by making him the kind of, um, giving him sort of the power there, it kind of takes the power out of the situation and gives it to him and says, well, you know, God help you if you're going to beat me today. Um, you know, and just, just keeping that, that consistent, um, mentality i think reggie jackson had that too um where hey this is my time you know you're on reggie's time right now so um <laughs> you know there's certain guys who had that kurt Schilling had that um and and, and i think it, it you know we'll see guys like david freeze maybe who had an amazing world series but then the next one wasn't so good and then another one that was amazing um, with the dodgers so um that's just to say that not everybody is awesome at all times because the other guy uh, has something to do with it um, but there is, uh, I think, a right way to approach these moments, and, and, and that's that's what we look for this time of year. Baseball columnist Tyler Kepner with us, of course, on Twitter, at Tyler Kepner. The brand-new book is out, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's called uh, The World Series, The Grandest Stage. Um, the grandest stage of history of the World Series, Amazon.com, online where books are sold, and, of course, your nearby bookstores as well. And you can get Tyler's other work. I've read it. It's awesome. It's called K, A History of Baseball in 10 Pitches. What a creative book that was. What do you hope people say when they get done with your book, The Grandest Stage? Well, I hope they they come away with it um, with a, knowing some stuff they didn't know before and having – having had a fun time doing it, you know, I, I want to be sort of a, a tour guide through some of these, some of these places that, you know, you, you thought you knew, um, but you like, and you want to know more about, right? Like if you can go to a city, let's say that you like, um, but you go on a tour of it and you learn so much more about something that, um, you were already a fan of to begin with. So that's kind of what I want people to get out of it is, is some of the, the, the background stories and some of the, the things that maybe you didn't know, um, either what the people were feeling and experiencing um, at that time or some stuff that uh, maybe led up to those great moments like the Gibson home run or, or the Carlton Fisk home run, stuff like that. Um, so I think I just think it's fun. You know, I, I think it's a fun way to look to look back through history. It's not a, a real weighty sort of um you know, chrono- chronological uh, exploration like you'd find in an old encyclopedia. It's uh, it's stories. I think that's what I do. I think that's what I do best is try to tell stories in a way that uh, people enjoy. I think writing books and, and having them as good as the ones that you've released and many others, many other authors who I've had on, I think it's one of the hardest things to do in sports media. I would probably say play-by-play and, and being an author because 
you just you have to attack it a certain way, your way. You got to be you know different. You got to collect all the the information. It takes time. You got to deal with a publishing company. I mean, it's endless, as you know. I don't have to tell you all that. But one thing that I've always respected about people like you is when you do come out with a book that, again, I don't know how many people have written about the history of the World Series. This might be the first, you know, historical narrative, the historical book covering the Fall Classic. But people have talked about and written about the World Series for decades in a lot of other books, biographies, um, you know, histories of other things. The World Series has obviously been talked about uh, all the time. How did you approach this book, the history of the World Series, with with knowing that obviously how much was written about it before, you know, you 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 had the idea and attacked it. How how did you go about that? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, and ultimately, I land I landed on the idea that if you were going to buy a book about the history of the World Series, you probably do know a lot of the basics. Um, you know, you you probably know some of the you know just think of the famous moments and and you know them. So that kind of freed me up from sort of the um, the I don't want to say drudgery, but kind of like the just checking the boxes of, of, of talking to, you know, reaching out to Joe Carter and reaching out to Bill Mazeroski. And not that I wouldn't have loved to talk to them, but I thought like, you know what, they've done a million interviews about, about this. Um, they've explored it in every possible angle. So uh, go into it, maybe knowing that people know a lot of that stuff and then try to find the other stuff, you know, try to find the stuff that's a little bit, a little bit harder to, um, to get at, you know, who are like, like the Joe Carter home run, just for example, like we all know Mitch Williams gave it up and he was, he was tired and kind of, uh, you know, not doing so great. And, and Joe Carter hit the bit, but I remember watching that game and thinking like, well, the Phillies had this one reliever, a middle reliever, kind of a nondescript, uh, career a guy named Roger Mason. And for some reason, Roger Mason was blitzing through that Toronto lineup that night. It was just one of those nights for him. And the Phillies took him out, nobody on base, just for a matchup and they went to their exhausted bullpen and sure enough um it all unfolded for toronto after that and so i thought like well I wonder where roger mason is now you know and, and i was able to track him down and get him to talk about that night and, and how how strong he felt as this kind of you know guy with sort of an ordinary career on the grandest stage um you know performing that way and what might, what might have happened if they had just stuck with the hot hand instead of going with uh going with the closer who everybody thought was going to fail and did. So um, that was what I enjoyed, you know, is, is finding those backstories and, and finding some of those guys who maybe haven't been uh, talked to very much um, about their big moments. If you had to put a video montage together of World Series highlights that represents the grandest stage, what the World Series is, and, you know, you had to boil it down to like three to five moments, what, 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 would, you, what would you put in that reel? Three to five moments of of the World Series. Yeah, if you had to put a video montage together, what what moments would you choose in World Series history? Man, well, I mean, the biggest ones. That's what, that's kind of what we're talking about. I, I would think, obviously, you'd have to put Don Larson's perfect game okay. um, since it's such a rare occurrence and it, it's only happened once uh, in the World Series. You put Don Larson's perfect game on there. I think you'd put um, you'd put Kirk Gibson's home run. Um, just because of how how dramatic it was, uh, even though it wasn't a series ender, um, you'd have to put Mazeroski because it was the first one to end a series. I don't want to go all home runs, um, but I mean Joe Carter's ended a World Series too, yeah. so let's put that one in there. And honestly, it's a mistake, but it's such a such a defining moment. Would be probably the the ball through Buckner's legs. 
Huh. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's the most dissected, most famous play in the history of the World Series. Um, doesn't begin to tell the whole story of that night. Um, but in terms of drama and su- surprise, um, that would have to be that would have to be one of the five. All right, this is the final thing I have for you. Let's have a little bit of fun. Your all-time World Series team by position. You ready to blitz this thing? Uh, I'm ready. Yeah. Catcher. Well, we see. No, well, I mean, I'm not ready because I did this exercise in in the book, and I had to do two teams because oh, okay. the Yankees are the you know you, yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to do I the Yankees and the yeah. non-Yankees. You know, almost like let's pit let's pit one against the other. Um, but so that's how I approach it. Do you want me to do the? The Yankees version or, or, or the non-Yankee let's, version? Let's do, let's do the non-Yankee version, because I think the Yankee version is actually pretty easy. Um, right. Catcher. Pat Borders hit safely in 11 out of 12 games, MVP in 92. Wow, first base. Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox had, he was he dominated all the World Series he played in. Second base. Eddie Collins, way, way hmm. back. Um, but he played in six series, and he batted 403 of them. Wow, shortstop. Edgar Renteria. He had a walk-off hit in 1997. It was the MVP in 2010. And in between, he made the last out in 04. Yeah, and I think I know the Yankee guy who would be playing that position, by the way. Um, <laughs> how, about, how about third base? Pablo Sandoval was pretty amazing, and it wasn't just the three-homer game um, in 12. I mean, the, the next World Series in 14, he was 12 for 28. So Pablo Sandoval is, is my guy at third. All right, a couple more quick ones. Left field. Lou Brock. 391, 14 steals. He was pretty awesome for the Cardinals in the 60s. Center. George Springer has seven home runs in 14 World Series games in those two World Series for uh, for Houston. He was he was pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, right field. Roberto Clemente. Yeah. He was uh he, he he hit safely in every World Series game he played, MVP in 71. Uh, he did it all offense and defense. Okay, yeah. three three more starting left-handed pitcher. Starting left-handed pitcher Madison Bumgarner. Wow, over Koufax and everybody. Wow. Um, also, right-handed pitcher. Right-handed pitcher, Bob Gibson. Yeah, Best I agree. game pitcher of all time. Yeah. He had nine starts, 81 innings. That's pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. All right, and your closer? My closer is Mariano Rivera, but... But it's um, a Yankee, so who's you know, the other? <laughs> he, did, he did blow game seven, and in, in, uh, I'll stick with him. Um just narrowly over Raleigh fingers, but I'll, I'll stick with Rivera. And and we can't we can't forget the DH by the way, David Ortiz. You got to uh, you got to include Big Pop. Good point. DH was, should be he in was there. Pretty wild there at, at, at DH. Okay, so this team though, the non-Yankee team, you have Raleigh fingers in as your closer. Well, I have a pitching staff. I have like a ten-man pitching staff. I got okay. I got. I'll read it to you. I got Jack Billingham of the Reds, Harry Burkeen of the Cardinals in the forties. I got Bumgarner, Raleigh fingers. Uh, Bob Gibson, Lefty Grove, Sandy Koufax, John Lester, Christy Matthewson, Babe Ruth, and Dwayne Ward. Dwayne Ward of uh, the Blue Jays pitched in all eight of the games Toronto won, and none of their losses. He was money for Toronto in those two series against uh, Atlanta and Philly. Well, from the New York Times bestselling author of K, A History of Baseball in 10 Pitches, comes the ultimate history of the World Series, a vivid portrait of baseball at its finest and most intense, filled with humor, lore, analysis, and fascinating behind-the-scenes stories from 117 years of the fall classic. The author is Tyler Kepner, the baseball columnist, longtime baseball columnist, doing his thing. This book's awesome. The idea is incredible. The timing is perfect. The World Series, of course, is coming up, and why not go get this book and get ready for it? The grandest stage 
A History of the World Series. The author, Tyler Kepner, online where books are sold, nearby bookstores. You can get Tyler on Twitter, at Tyler Kepner as well. I love uh, chatting with you, TK, all the time. Good luck to you, and I uh, hope this thing sells like crazy. Thanks very much. Thanks for reaching out. It's, uh, it's always fun. Uh, glad, you, glad you enjoy it. Celebrate your whale of a dad with a fudgy the whale ice cream cake from the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design your dad wants, they make it happen. Your dad deserves a tasty treat this Father's Day. Soft serve ice cream, milkshake, sundaes, shakes, and more. America's favorite since 1934. Carvel. Open seven days a week. Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Stop in today. Fudge the whale is waiting for you thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube